You're very welcome back to the 12 Rants of Christmas. Day two, we've got our Christmas jumper on. If you're not watching the video, it's a Stranger Things jumper, very on brand for me, uh, where we've got our Christmas lo-fi in the background. And as we begin today, I actually want to be positive and give a shout out to the two real heroes of my podcast feed, the Page 180, who are my two housemates who are very patient in allowing me to record interviews, etc., when needed in the communal room that I'm recording in now to allow me to do this show. And I'm in a really good apartment sharing situation now but that hasn't always been the case see I've shared now for over a decade of my life living in a couple of different places in Dublin city and that means that you get to see a lot of people come and go because nobody is really staying in the city for life it's kind of just a transient place that you stay in while you're figuring things out as a result, I've had some amazing housemates who remain some of my closest friends to this day. But as you can imagine, like anyone who shares with a lot of different people, I also have stories. What life experience has given me though is the ability to kind of navigate tricky situations, have difficult conversations if necessary, and when required, plot to get rid of people in a way that means they don't piss in my milk before they leave. Here are my stories and some life lessons as I discuss how to get rid of shit housemates. And before I begin, I'm con conscious that this is all totally subjective on my part. And to these people that I'm about to discuss, I might be the shit housemate myself. It's also me deciding to share my story. So as I always do when I'm sharing personal stuff, I'm going to keep the details uh, and in some instances, slightly alter them um, or change timelines and, and the order I've lived with housemates and so on to protect other people's identities. Because like I said, this is me sharing my story. The first housemate I'm going to discuss is someone who I should have seen red flags in uh, as soon as they told me that they didn't like stairs. And the problem with that was that they wanted to sleep downstairs and we did have a downstairs bedroom. Well, it wasn't really a bedroom at that stage. This was more a, a college home. Um, but we, he w wanted to sleep downstairs in the bedroom. But the problem with that was that the shower was actually upstairs. He was a person who was morally opposed to cleaning and once complained when we made him Hoover, we sat him down and said, you don't clean up after yourself at all or do anything. He turned around and I'm not messing at one stage said, that's not my crisp. I shouldn't have to clean that up. This is the range we're talking in. And that's just a light story to fill you in on what his personality was. This all led eventually to an epic group chat argument with me and him where we, he tried to engender sympathy at one stage by posting a weird rambling story about so, being so sick, uh, actually sickness caused by mold in his room from constantly smoking despite the fact that we told him not to, that his mother had to then strip him down and rub cream on him. I was like, okay, this is not the point that you think it is, but we're definitely going to use it for future reference. I explained that his room didn't start with mold and he needed to open his windows to let air in and again, not fucking smoke in his room. But apparently that was everyone else's fault. He would regularly have literally dozens of people over at a time smoking in his room with him uh, until late at night. He used to take his clothes home to be washed, but then at one stage throughout the year we lived with him, had a falling out with his mother, so just stopped washing his clothes. And as he also wasn't showering, you may remember, you can imagine the smell. When we'd have friends over and he was sitting in with us, it became a game of musical chairs not to sit beside him. Unfortunately, this was half of a student house, so the housemates were at that kind of young stage of not wanting to upset anyone or seem uncool or seem bothered by any of this, despite the fact that behind his back, they would all have rants at one stage. Uh, so I often was ha had to be the adult and the bad guy in this. 
that all changed and actually took a, it's not a funny turn it's a bit of a dark turn when we're all woken up in the middle of the night one time by a woman screaming from his room we ran out to the balcony to see someone sprinting out of the house by his room we still don't know what happened to her i hope she's okay and it's just a bad memory at this stage he then followed her out trying to convince her to come back then turned around saw us all at the top of the stairs like what the fuck and just shrugged weirdo Public opinion swiftly changed on him and he was gone after not too long, thank God. The next housemate I'm going to discuss is the reason that I have an almost allergic reaction to people who describe their bad luck with the opposite sex as, I'm just too nice. No, 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 you're not too nice. You're just timid and you have low confidence and you're afraid to show your real personality and anyone that comes across you doesn't trust you because you're just being people pleasing and accepting what they're saying. Yet, at the start, he seemed harmless enough and we had a lot of shared interests, so I made excuses for him with others and overlooked a couple of warning signs. That was until we moved in with a really attractive girl at one stage who I'm also going to discuss shortly. At first though, she was really friendly and sound and would meet up with us for points occasionally as she wasn't Irish and just wanted to make new friends. Again, all very positive. During these one of these sessions, she kind of tiptoed into a conversation asking me, so what's the story with that guy? And by this stage, I was kind of losing patience with him and I kind of made up too many excuses for weird behavior. Uh, so my sympathy levels were at an all time low and I was just like, what did he do? Just tell me, just tell me what he did. The story she told me was that a random guy had reached out to her on Facebook, said he was a friend of this housemate and asked if the two of them had had sex. I connected the dots in my head immediately and you can probably figure them out yourself like you're like how would this friend know her because yeah like most likely scenario is the housemate had shown him a picture of her on facebook and probably with a few points got a bit liberal with the truth and said that he'd hooked up with her at one stage and he obviously had shit friends who didn't believe him or were jealous so they went straight to the source and for a moment for a fleeting second, I actually felt a little bit bad for him, even though he was telling other people he'd had sex with someone that he clearly hadn't. That was until she continued her story. To be fair to her, she actually didn't throw this guy under the bus immediately and instead just kind of asked questions about what he'd said and what he told them. And then the friend mentioned that she had a bottle of Kiora in her room. You know, the dilutable drink? The problem was she actually did keep a bottle of Kiora in her room behind her bed so it wasn't visible say if you were just walking by the room you actually needed to go into the room and do the match here if you haven't already she did not have sex with this person it is clear to say and there's a reason that his friends question it so for whatever reason at some stage your man had been in her room without her knowledge why was he there or what was he doing i think it's best we don't know and i think it's best that i i think she was happy enough to be like i'm just gonna not know and just pretend i don't know that bit of information i eventually confronted him and he denied it down to the ground but was very very sheepish very embarrassing his excuses were as weak as a black current without with too much water he gave us notice shortly afterwards and we were done with him but we weren't done with her so let's talk about her like I said, in the beginning, she came out with us and wanted to be pals and was sound and we got on and again, it was the start of a very promising roommate relationship. For example, we maybe got on too well because one night her and the last housemate's replacement, who does remain one of my closest friends to this day, all went out and had way, way, way too much to drink and the party continued back in the apartment and I'll spare you the gory details, but stuff happened that night that probably 
shouldn't happen with housemates and let's just say all of us were a little sheepish and embarrassed the next morning but we still had to live together so we just quickly mentioned the elephant in the room laughed and got on with our lives until later that night it is when the housemate in question brought over her previously unmentioned boyfriend hmm and introduced him to us the girl single-handedly terrified me and shook my faith in relationships without even being in one with her she was super active on tinder throughout all of this and we'd regularly see her getting ready for nights out coming in and out of the kitchen kind of getting ready all dolled up while on the phone to her poor fella telling him that she was oh i'm just i'm so tired i'm just getting into bed it's nice and cozy it's the type of stuff you have nightmares about and we're just like i can see this happening she's not even hiding it we learned that she was the type of person and she, we learned this because she told us, <laughs> who tried to flirt with other people to get stuff off them. Like she openly admitted that she didn't want to pay for drugs. So she would bring guys back to see how much free stuff she could get without having sex with them, which we told her as well as being, you know, really concerned for her safety, because that sounds like a plan that's going to backfire in the worst way soon. We were also weren't comfortable without those, with those types coming back constantly. During Storm Ophelia, for example, there was a guy that got... Do you remember we all had to stay home because there was a bit of light wind outside? There was a guy who stayed home and he was meldy and we weren't comfortable having him in our house, much less being stuck in through a storm. He was using a shower, which was beside the main room, and we could just hear him in there hawking while in the shared shower. And then my housemate went in afterwards to brush her teeth and found that her toothbrush had been moved and was already wet, which meant that he'd used her toothbrush. Disgusting, 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 disgusting. She also hated cleaning and never emptied the bins. We decided to bring in a cleaning list just to try and make her accountable, uh, but she still didn't bother and our patience at this stage had worn out. My mate and I just agreed we wanted her gone. So one night I came home and the bin was overflowing. It was her turn to clean, but instead she took the lid off and started playing bin Jenga, kind of balancing rubbish on it until it fell. And I guess that become our turn if that was what happened. So I had to plan on the spot and got literally every bit of rubbish I could find and piled it onto the Jenga pile and then took a picture and sent it to the group chat saying, look what I just came home to, this is disgraceful. <laughs> she reacted by immediately throwing the other housemate under the bus saying that they had a party the previous night and not cleaned up after themselves. The problem that she didn't know was that I was actually home for said party and she wasn't. The housemate in question had had two friends over for a book club type night with friends with some wine and cheese, all very chilled, all very tame, in bed by midnight, and they cleaned up after themselves as well. When I said this and the other housemate, who, yes, was side texting me in disbelief all throughout this at the time, said that they were upset at being blamed, she felt ganged up on and she lashed out and was just like, well, if you're so unhappy, I'll just leave. Boom we got her i immediately just totally changed tone and i was like sorry to hear you are leaving here are the terms of your uh of your notice you have given 31 days notice and we will give you your deposit back blah 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 <laughs> and in her stubbornness she actually couldn't roll back i sometimes wonder if she's still seeing her boyfriend and cheating on him mainly when no word of a lie she still pops up on my tinder every now and then and safe to say it's a right swipe from me 
We're going to go into COVID now. And I was actually gutted that one housemate I'd spent pretty much all of my lockdown living in peace with, having regular NFL red zone nights in, and generally good vibes told me they'd bought a house and we'd be moving out shortly. Fortunately, that same day, same day, a guy I worked with at the time put into our team group chat that he was looking for a new place. I felt that this was life sending me a message and I invited him to view the place. He was really happy and very quickly we had it all sorted and he moved in shortly afterwards. Unfortunately, I soon learned a lesson that you don't know the people that you work with very well. The guy was nice, he's a good person and I feel terrible if he saw it, I really hope he doesn't. But I gotta say it, hygiene was not his strong point. He had exactly the wrong ratio of not showering regularly, not eating well or looking after himself and there's no easy way to say this but I'm just gonna come out and say it. Not wearing clothes at home. Yeah, he quite likes to be naked or nearly naked uh, much of the time. And this led to the end result of as soon as you walked in the door to the apartment, you would know he's home the second you walked in because the fucking smell was foul. He didn't have much in the way of a social life, at least at the time he lived with us. Maybe that was just a downtime for him. So his weekends pretty much consisted of him plonking himself on the couch and sticking on the communal telly from early Saturday morning until late Sunday night. And what's worse is that even if I wanted to use the telly or watch it with him, he'd watch it using headphones. So basically he was marking his territory and trying to claim the entire communal area every weekend, not to mention the fucking stench that made trying to even make a bit of dinner totally unbearable. So. As you can imagine, it didn't take long for this behavior to reach breaking point, not just with me, but for the other housemate who lived there at the time. The straw that broke the camel's back for me was during a heat wave. And it was during COVID, so I'd just gotten vaccinated and was suffering from a bit of a fever on top of a heat wave, so I could not sleep. And I went into the kitchen to get a glass of water. And his bedroom at this stage was kind of en route to the kitchen. So as I walked by, I walked by his bedroom and I saw, the door open and I unconsciously looked because I'm like it's rare to find the door open to someone's bedroom late at night and what I saw was him lying on his bed seemingly naked and making a bunch of strange noises that will haunt my dreams until the day that I die and safe to say that was that it took me a couple of weeks to kind of work up the courage uh, and the other housemate uh, and I had agreed that things just were not working out. So I prepared for every eventuality for having this conversation where he asked why and I had to get into an insanely awkward conversation that I'd scripted out word for word, response for response in my head uh, to deal with or whether he got stubborn or aggressive and just refused point blank to move out. But his response actually was worse than any of the scenarios I prepared for because instead of getting aggressive, instead of asking why, instead of anything else, his eyes immediately welled up with tears and he just meekly asked with his voice breaking, oh my God, am I that bad? To which I just had to sit there and be like, oh, this is, this is so much worse. Oh my God, he's upset. I didn't think of what happened if he cried. 
But I had to be honest, so I said, yes, yes, you are. You are very much that bad and it needs to happen. <laughs> he was actually quite sound about everything in the end, which, and he moved out and everything's fine. And if I saw him, I'd say hello and I'd wish him well, which I wanted to consider this, okay? The lad who stunk out my entire home for weeks of my life, tried to hijack the communal area and who I may have caught masturbating. He's probably the soundest person on this list. That's wild. But he is not the main event. Because lastly, there's a guy who actually, when we initially met him, turned the socks off myself and my friend, who I roped in to help with judging people in viewings who had an amazing strategy for viewing. Just lie, just lie, just say whatever you think they want to say. Lie a lot, lie about everything that you can possibly lie about. He advertised himself as a non-smoker and non-drinker, for example. About a month later, I caught him smoking outside and he assured me, oh, he just did it the odd time and would never do it in the apartment. So of course, about a month later, he was smoking in the apartment until I had to get the landlord involved. He was also parcel to the occasional daytime whiskey, which whenever I caught him partaking in, he just assured me, oh, it's only for medicinal purposes. So yes, the non-smoker, non-drinker was in fact a smoker and probably an alcoholic as evidenced by the day drinking. He seemed to have difficulty sleeping and would wander the halls late at night going to make constant cups of tea or do late night washing with the washing machine. He also had a habit of moaning, sighing or talking to himself loudly as he did so. So like he was passive aggressively mad at us for being able to sleep and wanted to keep us awake. I once had to actually go out and use the words, sorry mate, can you just... Can you talk to yourself a little bit quieter, please? And he got really embarrassed and questioned it. So I had to turn around and use an example and say, you just stood in the hall for the past few minutes yelling, for fuck sake, for fuck sake. At which point he knew that I was right and because he knew he actually had done that and kind of sheepishly mumbled and walked away. He was the most negative person I've ever met and just the wrong combination of narcissistic enough to realize uh, that he was the common of not narcissist of narcissistic enough not to realize he was the common denominator in every single issue we had whether it was his home county his last landlord his current landlord his old job his new job the north side of Dublin the south side of Dublin anything eventually like all good narcissists you're just spinning a wheel and eventually it's gonna land on you for you're the problem in his life within about a month his persistent moaning had just worn me down to the point that I only ever spoke to him when absolutely necessary Case in point for how he could just never be happy. So when he viewed the place, I told him that some extensive building work was going to take place shortly after. And I just warned him, gave him a heads up. Look, if this is not for you, that's fine. But it's going to be nice afterwards. And it was, and it was fine. It took a few weeks. It was a bit of a pain in the arse as all these things are. Uh, but again, he agreed to move in. But it was like a lightning rod for him to be negative, And he pissed and moaned daily to the point that the builders absolutely despised him. And one day, he actually just stormed off after having a rant. Uh, about not being able to work at home in these conditions so he stormed off to the office uh, and they let up a big cheer for having got rid of him they didn't actually realize that i was still home in my bedroom and as i walked out when they were cheering they got a bit awkward until they noticed that me actually laughing in agreement and from that moment on me and the builders were best mates they did a lot of favors for me 
And when the building was over, they actually came around and they asked if there was anything they'd forgotten or anything we wanted to fix before they finished up. So he had told me at one stage that they needed to re-screw a light fitting. But when someone actually came around to fix it for him, which he asked for, instead of letting them do so, he then berated them for five minutes about how he had a meeting in work. And I'll never forget the look of pure confusion on your man's face. He was literally there to do the thing that he'd asked him to do. He came in afterwards and tried to rant at me about how inconvenient it all was at which point i just explained it's just screwing back a life fit and it was a 30 second job and he actually spent more time shouting at them for trying to do what he'd asked than it would have just taken for them for, for them to do it one time i was coming back from the shop having worked from home for the day and i found him waiting outside our apartment he asked if he could uh, come in with me and i said sure kind of laughing and asking oh, i've forgotten the keys have <laughs> at that point and not a second beforehand he revealed that he'd left some random lad that he'd met on Grinder in the apartment by himself all day and this person none of us knew was there had locked him out of his own home and not let him back in and wasn't answering his texts. And like all of these toxic pricks, there's only so long you can go on before, like I said, you become the target of their ire. And he picked up that I wasn't giving him any attention and started the little passive aggressive energy drain on me. And as anyone who listens to the show regularly knows, I'm into my sports. I like NFL, I like NBA, I like wrestling, and I like sports that like will air late at night. So I'll sometimes stay up late. And one of my small pleasures in getting up late and watching a game and effect is effectively having the place to myself for a few hours. Except you remember with this guy, he he didn't actually sleep and would instead wander the halls like a fucking moany ghost. Fine, whatever. It's his place too. I don't mind if he came in and out or whatever, even if he just sat down and watched with me or whatever. But I had to deal with his constant little fuck's sake, little passive aggressive mutterings uh, for me sitting there when he came in to make his tea. I know how selfish and rude of me to keep the communal space to myself at peak time of checks notes 2 a.m like why are you angry about me being there at 2 a.m fucking go to sleep until one night when this non-drinker potential alcoholic came home polluted drunk and this non-smoker decided he was going to smoke in the apartment again with it blowing back into me on the couch i'd had enough and i said it to him knowing because he was pissed that he'd flip out and admit to everything so what i did and i've never done this before and i hope to never have to do it again was i decided i'm going to sneakily click record uh, on my camera on my phone uh, and i was going to send it to the landlord if needed who was very much on my side at this stage in the scenario sure enough that is exactly what happened and he absolutely lost the head as soon as he was confronted because he was brave because he had a few drinks in him he started screaming at me as i got him to extract every single misdeed he'd done in the apartment since he moved in at one stage he turned around and he's like i'm miserable here and it's because of you yelled a man who'd been miserable in every home or job he'd ever been in and it was never because of him Fortunately, I didn't even need to use my recording because part of my day job is managing a team of people and coaching them to deal with struggles they have. And in that moment, my coaching side actually clicked in. Because if you ever have someone who's kind of miserable in an aspect of their job or struggling to perform or anything like that, it can be a real breakthrough moment just to acknowledge that and give them space to sit with that realization and that come to jesus moment means that they'll unwittingly need to actually start working towards a solution or in some case just decide that they're just not happy anymore and move towards a role they may be happier in and it can be really powerful and positive to just again put their words on the table and then go right what will we do next with that at that moment 
I realized I could actually use his power for evil too. So instead of resisting and arguing with him, I went with it and I went with what he said and I just turned around with a really sympathetic, disarming voice and I was like, you don't seem happy. And he was totally disarmed by me being understanding and you could see it kind of shook him and he broke and he was like, oh, I'm not happy. And I turned around and I was like, so what do you think the solution is if this place is making you so miserable and I'm not moving out? And lads, within 10 days, he was gone. Now, before he left, he did at one point during that period threaten to sue me after misunderstanding when I told him I'd try get someone in sooner to get him his deposit back quicker. But you know what? sue legal threats or not he's gone from my life now forever blocked on my phone that was such a nice moment getting to do that and i hope for his sake getting loads of fucking therapy or at the very least driving anyone but me up the wall because i suggest that's probably what's happening and that ladies and gentlemen is how you get rid of shit housemates and end up in a nice situation like this where you have two great housemates who i will name right now as like i said they're the secret stars who allow me to make this show possible so thank you to gizem and jessica for not being any one of these absolute melts or maybe now that i kind of list it out and think about it do you think i'm the shit housemate